Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down by the Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come try and come up with five, five sketch, sketch ideas. ideas. I'm Andy. And I am Alistair. And uh, this is, uh, yeah, this is it. This is it. We're this here. Is it. This is all there is. You know, this is, you know, you you might have been sitting around waiting for, um, I don't know, things to change, you know, someone to come into your life and say, come with me. I've... Uh, I've discovered your true potential. Yeah, a kidnapper probably. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think any kidnappers l- lure you with like promises a- of potential? Yeah. God, if someone pulled up in a white van next to me <laughs> in the street and said, "Hey, I've got your potential in here." Oh, I think that's how you that, that's that how would you, get me in like that. That's how that's, that's an adult <laughs> napper, you know. Okay, that is the first sketch. It's adult napping. Okay, adult. what do they use to lure you into yeah. the van? Candy. You go, "No, no, no, not candy. I'm not I'm not eating sugar right now." Right. <laughs> yes. But 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 this is a um like a sort of a vegan cookie where the stevia tastes a lot like sugar. Like you don't get that edge on the on the weird like No, it's a sweet. cookie that unleashes your potential. <laughs> okay, sorry, you're right. Your potential. I think that's some kind of uh drug is it there no. is some sort of learning drug a cookie that unleashes your potential? No, it, you, no, no, you if you come with me you'll be better. You'll be uh yeah, and you yeah. won't you won't think about that thing from high school nearly as much. Yeah, I look, hey, hey, big boy, <laughs> uh, where you going? Where are you heading? Like you're that? just walking home, are you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so oh, hey, hey, I got a whole uh, box of um, comedy magazines from the fifties that have got some. Uh, Really, quite progressive uh, jokes in there. It'll really inspire you about the power of comedy, too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, c- come in here. I've got some uh, Eckhart Tolle in my car, and uh, oh. you could uh, listen to that and uh, learn to use the tools of your mind, but then put them away and just feel calmness. Is that what Eckhart, to- Eckhart tells? He's all about now. It's the power of now. But but does he also talk about tools in the mind? Because I lo- like just that phrase has got me going. Oh man. No, yeah, that, that I love the mind and the, I love tools. Yeah. Look. Tools in the mind? Get in my van. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Alistair, you, right. you, you got to write that down. Adult, Adult napping. napping. All right. Luring you into the van. Maybe they've got... I mean... I, th- I think the key to this, though, is going to be zeroing in on exactly what those things are that we all secretly love but perhaps haven't admitted to ourselves. Because you could say things like, you know, I've got some really great charcoal drawings, which we all pretend to like charcoal drawings, but maybe we don't love, ch- you know, charcoal drawings in our childish hearts. Yeah. So, wait, so you're suggesting that he has ch- charcoal drawings? Well, he like that might be an option. That might be a thing we could we could we could suggest. But I'm wondering if that's quite got it. But know, is quite it? Got the... But is it the p- potential to like charcoal drawings more? <laughs> oh, that's good. Yes, yeah. I'll show you how to appreciate charcoal drawings. Get in my van. <laughs> <laughs> Hop in, mate. <laughs> yeah, you want... you're going to really see texture in a different way. <laughs> And you're going to be able to talk convincingly about the play of light on dappled rocks. <laughs> Look, I think that's I think that's a that's a rock solid sketch idea. Do you think Do you think you'd need to contrast it with him trying to pick up a kid first? Hey, you want to come in here? Like you know, get, you want to come in here? I got some candy for you. And you go, Fuck off! Like that. And then he go and he pulls up next to a to a, an adult an, man. An adult man. Oh, you want to come in here? I've got 
the opportunity to develop some of your potential. <laughs> some of your your ideas in that sketchbook. Hey, I'll, I could, I've got ways of unleashing your genius that you know is truly there. <laughs> but you just don't have the time to work on. And also all these emotional vampires are just holding you back. <laughs> I won't let that happen. I've got a... I've got a workspace office where you can get away from it all for at least an hour a day. I've got a really good rationale for why all your failures are someone else's fault. <laughs> get in my van. <laughs> Don't worry, this stands up to scrutiny. <laughs> <laughs> You'll convince yourself it's true. <laughs> But you won't even have to convince You won't even have to. <laughs> that's how good I mean, it is. The evidence stands. Oh, anyway, that's great. I, I like it. <laughs> I, uh... I don't know about having the kid at the start there. No? I, 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 I think just the, the, the beaten up old van. Like maybe, you see, look, maybe he just drives slowly past some kids and mm. you think he's going to talk to the kids. But, oh, maybe it's a... Like, maybe it's a father walking with his kids or something like that. Yeah. Right? And the guy pulls up. The way it's shot, you only see the kids, right? Yeah. And the van. And he pulls up and he winds down his window and you think he's going to talk to the kids. And then we reframe so you can see the dad. Or, you know, he says something. And then we reframe and you see the dad there. And the dad is, like, really tempted by it. And then eventually leaves the kids on the footpath and goes, gets in the van. I know. I think, like, I I do like that a lot. I I think I still think that it might need, like, y- you need to have the kidnapping thing maybe to have the contrast. Not one hundred percent sure, but I if if it was same scenario. Look, let's it's... just go out in the streets, film a whole lot of kidnapping scenes. <laughs> but like, All people of different ages will just see what happens. But what if it was the same scenario? A man with three kids or something like that, and the van pulls over and you go. Hey, you kids want to come with me? I've got a, you know, I've got a whole bunch of chocolate and things like that. And they go, no, mister, we don't go with strangers. <laughs> and then he goes, what about you, dad? You want to come with me? <laughs> yeah, hey. that's 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 great. Yeah. I wonder if we still sort of do the double framing thing because it, it feels like you wouldn't be able to convince you, like the idea of him pulling up alongside the kids while the dad is right there Yeah, is is a bit jarring. It's a bit right. Yeah, you, you know, normally the way I understand these things kidnapping. Go, <laughs> yeah, what I understand that... about kidnapping, <laughs> just from the popular media, is 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 that the kids are on their own and the van pulls up right, and the dad being there, I don't think he would pull up right. So if we just frame it and shoot in such a way that you don't see the dad until he starts talking to the dad, <laughs> but then maybe that's more confusing. So I don't know. Look, it's fine, but I think I think it would be jarring at first. But then, but then you get used to it. But then you'd really adapt really quickly. You'd be like an axolotl, capable the of living. The human in... mind is like putty. <laughs> no, no builder has ever said that this putty is like the human mind. <laughs> Honey, we've uh, hired some some builders to renovate the uh, the the um, you know the, the the extra wing that we're hopefully you're going to put on the house. Yes, and. Uh, They've brought all their materials. They seem to be working entirely with putty. <laughs> I mean, they've just got a big truck of putty. This is... It's crazy. I don't... Well, I guess I guess I must have brought this up. Yeah. I don't know. But I think about all the time this cartoon from, like, this magazine called... Um, oh, no, it's from a book of, like, a compilation of Australian cartoons, right? Yeah. From, like, the... Depression era through to now or whatever. Yeah. And it's called Stop Laughing, This is Serious. And the only cartoon that I remember from the entire thing is a film from like World War One, where they were like building shortages. There were shortages of materials and okay. stuff. And there's just a scene where a builder is standing there and he's got a window frame and then the like the brick space where the window frame would go is like much bigger than the the window frame and he's like uh, that that's close enough. We can fill the rest with putty. <laughs> and I think about that probably twice a week. That cartoon. But what's the what is the actual joke there? The the, the joke is that I get well, and I, I I wouldn't have got that straight away. Yeah. But it was about the shortage of building materials. I guess they okay. didn't have many 
bricks or something during the war because they oh, were using all the bricks right. to build tanks, tanks, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and, and machine guns and things. What they, what they don't tell you about the army is that they also need a lot of garden sheds. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's crazy is that... Imagine You're not going, going to mow people down on the battlefield without a place to keep the bloody mower, mate. Well, imagine that. Imagine going to war and just most of your shipping is just shipping pallets of bricks. You know, oh, we should... We should have had a bloody brick, a bloody brick manufacturer over here. <laughs> that would have made a lot more sense if only we had three D printing technology and we could three D print the bricks on on situ. Absolutely, in, in situ. Oh, especially especially if you could just sit the the three D printer in some mud and then it just three D prints using the mud itself. It'd <sighs> be great. Yeah, I mean, look, the three D printer just wallowing there in the mud like a pig, like a pig, just splashing it around just and taking it, shitting out these turn, yeah. bricks. A lot of people in probably in some in some probably these war torn countries probably would just actually just put the mud in a brick mold and then. That would be your brick. What are you talking about war-torn countries? That's what my parents' house is made out of. <laughs> my parents' house is a mud brick house. I can't believe I, I can't believe I stayed in there. <laughs> and that is a, and I don't feel safe in your parents' house anymore. As far as I'm aware, I wasn't born in a war zone. No, I know, but I'm just suggesting that. If Do you think that there are any areas that are like a war zone, but where no one has come to have a war yet? Like, you know, there's a lot of things that are like a zoned commercial <laughs> this, like, Sorry, you can't have peace here. <laughs> this is a war zone. Yeah, like um, there's like the residential. You know, when it comes to housing and urban development, there's mm-hmm. like residential zone, industrial zone, commercial zone, and there's also war zone. And the urban develop urban planners are like, oh no, you can't um, can't build residential in there. That's uh, well, not that's commercial. Com- what not, about this? Not oh, completed. No, that's a, it's a war zone. That's a war zone. Sorry, mate. You're gonna have to build. Uh, you could either build rubble. You <laughs> can. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe if you're, um, you know, at a pinch, you could sort of just put the uh, sort of the, the big cement frame of a of a multi-story building, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you're not going to be It's going to have to be riddled with bullet holes. Yeah. And, uh, you know, people can live in it, but the front face, the front facade will have to be missing. Yeah. Well, they can't really live. They can cower. Yeah. That'd be nice. <laughs> uh, the standard could... of cowering in this area yes. is uh, very high. I want them to be constantly dodging sniper snipers. Sniper fire. Sniper fire. Mm. Um, Wait, is there is there anything in that? Is look, that a sketch? I I think so. A, a war zone. Yeah, look, I I think I think that's, no, I, I don't want to have to convince you. No, 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 no. no. Like, like I think I think it's it's still at its it's still at its like first level. Mm-hmm. I think we we need to go deeper. Like, yeah, it, we you want like. I don't know, how would you get to f- further in for it to be like, is there a reason why there's a war zone? In, for, or, or, it, it, or is it just the absurd... It's, it's probably just the absurdity of a, of a, of a town planner mm. who, who's, who's got the zoning. As- but also, maybe it's a... What if it's like one of those residential developments, right? Mm-hmm. But, um, but, you know, instead of it being advertised, you know, like... Delphin. I, you never hear about Delphin anymore, you know, but like those estates that they build where there's like a swim, you know, a pond. A lake. They build an artificial lake and then they build a whole lot of suburb around it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think that's probably still happening in the uh, outer suburbs. Totally, it just doesn't uh, totally. happen right in the middle of the city. And it's much. just not called Delphin. Yeah, but, yeah. But you, um, you do that, but for some reason it's a war zone. They're constructing a war zone. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, look, I think it's... <laughs> Maybe they're advertising it. Maybe it's an ad for it on television. Okay, now I'm putting it in a, fir- f- a, f- a format you'll understand. I almost said a format you'll understand. Do you know? Is that a thing? Oh, wait, well, oh a Fermat's, firmat- Fermat's last theorem. And 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 what did that have to do? Nothing. What, like no, but no, but what what was Fermat's last theorem? Fermat's last theorem uh, is is about. Okay, so what it is, I'm, this is this is my understanding. Yep. Okay. Um, that that. This, like, a squared plus b squared equals c squared, right? Yeah, is like a um. That's 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 that you can have the sum of two squares and that will make another square number, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, with, with whole numbers, I think Fermat's last theorem is something to do with like a a cubed plus b cubed cannot equal c cubed or something like that. 
Right. I could be wrong. I could be totally wrong. No, no, no. That's Something called... about the sum of uh, polynomials. Right. And, and, so, oh, and, and we're, ta- we're talking calculus here? Talking calculus. We're talking yeah. mathematics. Uh, we're yeah. talking listeners switching off by the moment. No, no, no. But is this, is this where you, uh, let's say, let's say on, a, on a 2D uh, axis graph, then yes. you create, let's say, like a curve. Could be a curve. Could be could a be curve. curve. And then you spin it around that, that axis, creating a third dimension. Oh, sounds good get, to me. You get a weird cone. Three-dimensional cone. Yeah, three-dimensional cone. And then, The great thing about Fermat's last theorem, sorry to interrupt you, Alistair. Uh, that's what I wanted. Was that Fermat, uh, the reason it's called Fermat's last theorem, right, was that he... Um, he he was he was a mathematician back in like the 1600s or something like that. Old, yeah, yeah. old th- old mathematician from the past, right? Yeah, of course. And uh, he had all these notebooks, and he was he was a very good mathematician, but he had all these notebooks and textbooks, right? Um, and Fermat's last theorem. There was there was a there was a page in a textbook, right, that he had owned mm-hmm. that. Um, made a reference to this problem and the fact that no one had found a solution, like a proof to prove that that was the case. They suspected it was the case, but no one had proved it. And Fermat wrote in the in the margin, he wrote, I have discovered a rather neat proof of this, um, but it is too large to fit in the margin here, huh. right? And <laughs> and then everyone, like, fa- someone found that, that he'd yeah. written that, and they couldn't find the proof anywhere in any of his notes, right? So for like hundreds of years, there was just this idea that maybe this guy had solved this thing and nobody else could solve it. Wow. Um, And he just left the most like tempting (laughs) little thing, which I think is great, right? What I want to do is I want to go down to the maths library and go through all the really, really complicated textbooks and just, just... Got, you know, put some little Get notes in there saying, I, Andy Matthews, have yet again discovered one rather fascinating and convenient little proof of this unsolvable problem. And um, but it's, anyway, uh, it's, it's, it's too big to fit, fit in here. Anyway, I don't have the time to put it down <laughs> here. Right I'm a very now. busy and popular I mean, man. I mean, I'm in a library <laughs> writing in, <laughs> in, in one the of the library books. Oh, God, the librarians seen me. They don't let you write it. He's... Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing, nothing. I'm just uh, uh, testing my pen. It's, it does, it's, does. I'm using the eraser end. I'm using the other end. No, I was just. Oh, no, I mean, pens have erased, and some of them do, the fancy ones. No, I'm just in here erasing other people's notes. <laughs> That's it. How <laughs> about your side? Someone has written in this textbook. Oh, trying to be remembered in the future. Oh, trying to defy death. What? <laughs> Oh, defying death. Defying. Look, I think there's something funny in that. And um, in in the in the in the Fermat's idea. Yeah. Well. Well. Either in your in you know in 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 your doing it. Uh, but I mean, like, like, did Fermat have any other big achievements? Before I, that? I think he did. Oh, I, I think I think he'd, he'd, he'd shown various things, and he you know he was known to be at the time a, a very good mathematician, and a lot of his stuff still stands up to scrutiny. And I think that's one of the reasons why it's yeah. still so tempting to like point to this and say, look, maybe it's possible. But in the end, it, it was only solved like eight years ago, right? So eventually, someone was able to solve Fermat's last theorem or pr- prove whatever, mm. come up with this proof, um, but. It is so complicated and like relies on branches of mathematics that didn't even exist when Fermat was around. Yeah, right. So I think like as well as proving this thing, he's also proven that Fermat didn't have a proof. Didn't have a proof. Uh, but 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 with maths, there could always be different routes to get to things. Yeah, right? I wonder. But, uh, I may- maybe. You, I mean. Yeah, it's it's possible that he thought he had a proof, and then he also didn't. I, I think I think that's what they think it probably was. Because I mean, I guess if you did have a proof, you would put it in a really important place, unless somebody stole it. But I mean, even if they stole it, they would have seen that it had value, and they th- you think they would have put it in an important place. You don't steal things that don't have value. No. Right? What if you? What if you? What if? The, what about a sketch about someone who's stealing things based purely on speculation? <laughs> Like, look, I don't like this, and nobody likes this. But in like fifty years' time, this could be big. So, so I'm taking it. So, so like, like gum wrappers, or yeah, gum wrappers are um, maybe like. <laughs> what about? Okay, what about this? Right, it's an it's an art burglar who comes around to somebody's house, right? Mm. And art burglar, not. Okay, sorry, not an art burglar. I've got ahead of myself. It's just a regular burglar okay. comes around to somebody's house, Great. right? And there's like 
all this tempting stuff like there's um you know a laptop and there's a uh, a, a Sony high definition video camera right oh, great but um but then and they they maybe this this burglar's got an accomplice right but then the burglar sees on the fridge like a child's drawing right and mm. they're like I think we should take that I'm like what are you talking about well okay it's not good but I can see a lot of potential <laughs> all right now this kid could grow up to be big like the next Picasso yeah okay and imagine if you had an original Picasso if you had a Picasso, is one of his kids drawing? When he was a child, think what that would be worth. I mean, it's an investment. If we steal this now, <laughs> yeah, you know, in fifty years' time, we could be billionaires. Yeah, and that person like, what are you talking about? It's 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 a child's drawing. Yeah, but come over here. Look at the look at the play of the light on the dappled mm. rocks. <laughs> look at the way the charcoal is. <laughs> I mean, you could even do it, even if it was like an art burglar, which is a great expression, art burglar. Thanks. Um, uh, where it's like there, you know. Let, let's say there's a, let's say there's a Sidney Nolan on the. On let's the wall, say right, and then there's some guy who's just a young and up and comer. Yeah, and 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 they're like, quick, we got to get out of here. They're coming in like that, and then like, he's like, quick, take the Nolan. He goes, yeah, but Nolan's on the bloody wire. <laughs> Nolan, I mean, Nolan's had his time in the sun. Yeah, right. But this guy, Nolan, he's painting an Australian ideal that. Uh, <laughs> That no longer resonates with the <laughs> modern psyche. Yeah. But this guy, look at this. He's up and go. Obviously, this is this, you only get a couple hundred bucks for this right now. But if this guy comes in the fashion, or if God forbid something was to happen to this boy, yes, you know, and he was to perish, and his and his star were to wane posthumously, yeah, uh, we could. This will be worth bloody thousands. And, and and this makes me feel things. You know, I feel like this painting. It's it's going to the core of what it is to be a man. <laughs> I mean, Nolan, he's repeating himself, okay? He's found a joke and he's he's rehashing it over and over again. But this, I mean, I'm feeling, I'm tingling. I mean, I'm angry with Nolan for him doing this. I'm angry with the art collector for, for buying this and, for, and buying into this. Exactly. But you and I, I mean, we're consumers and we can take a stand. We can say this has value. You can... You can vote with your hands and your and your thieves sack. <laughs> All right, whatever, let's get out of here. They're coming in. I mean, <laughs> they've been jiggling wallet. that doorknob for about fifteen minutes. And then he's like, "No, wait, maybe we shouldn't do this. This deserves to be seen. We shouldn't be taking this away. This shouldn't be here. This should be in the in the Louvre. <laughs> We're just taking this and bringing it straight to the National Gallery. I think that's really good. Yeah." Art thieves with uh, who like see the potential in a. I realize I don't know how to spell burglar. Art burglar, I'm an art burglar. Me, I'm an art burglar. I'm a art burglar. I think it's great because burglar sounds a bit like burger, and art has a good, nice hard hard R. And it's just I don't know. This is it's beautiful. I think I almost want to make. <laughs> I want to call a show art burglar. That's a. Absolutely. You could call a child Art Burglar. Art Burglar? <laughs> Art Burglar Tremblay Virtual? Yes. <laughs> I, art was definitely on our kids' list. I think art might have been on our list as well. It's a good word. Yeah. I think I think my problem, it came down to fart. It's just yeah. like art, fart. Art, fart, yeah. And also being kind of like... Like lefty living in a in a kind of like a hipstery suburb, it feels weird calling your kid art because then it feels like rather than seeing it as the name art, people mm. are seeing it as like you're calling your name your like, it's like you're calling it's like you're calling your kid beauty, you know, like beautiful. You are, uh, oh, your essence. Hi, mm. you're sublime. Hi, this is my sublime. This is not this is not my sublime. This is my son, uh, sublime. Uh, Sunset, yeah, Trombley Bridge. Well, um, this is my sublime son, experience. Sublime sunset. Um, no, this is my son, Sublime. He's called Sublime because if you heat him up, he turns straight into a gas. It doesn't doesn't become a liquid. Is that that's what sublimation is? Is to go from being a solid to being a gas without being a liquid in between. That's what um, wow, uh, uh, dry ice does because it's oh, frozen carbon yeah. dioxide and it goes straight from. A solid to a gas. Of course, because it's... No liquid phase. Is is there no liquid phase, or is it just in per, like mostly imperceptible? Oh, Alice, 
lost. Oh. You've, you've, you've absolutely gone to the core of this, haven't you? <laughs> you see me, you saw me trying to pull a swift one, and oh, you said man. this will not hey, stand. Andy, I don't think it was you. I blame the the scientific institution. No, I, I actually don't know the answer to that question. Of course, but you know, it, look, it's it's possible that you know sublimation is a real thing, but uh, I'm yet to see evidence. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what about um, also? Just on the art burglar thing, mm-hmm. right? Somebody who's an art burglar, but they don't actually steal any art. All they take is inspiration. Oh, they break into like art art dealers, yeah, in art, yeah. yeah, yeah, in art collectors' houses, and they go in there and they do a like they, they stand just, in front of it and do a little sketch. Yeah, yeah, and, and they're like, like, "Oh, that's good. Oh, oh okay, I'm going to use this color palette." Oh, absolutely, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use this as a study for a few works that I mm. want to do. Mm. Yeah. Don't, I'm trying to achieve the same emotion, emotional range. The thing is, is that I don't believe in Google images. <laughs> I need to see the real thing. There is something to that, though, because you know when you see a piece of work in, you know, in the in the flesh. Yeah, it's always smaller than you expect. It's smaller than you think. Yeah. There's more detail, perhaps, but also there's the texture. Mm. You know, apparently, if you go and see Turner's work. Right, hanging in the whatever the National Gallery in bloody England, you can see the texture of the of the brush strokes, and that's part of it. That's part of, of the art. And yeah. he was trying to do things with the texture of the brush strokes that you'll never get from looking at it, unless unless you can get a screen, a you know, a screenshot. A, a, no, a computer oh. computer screen that has topical map. A, a, yes, three dimensional yeah. brush strokes. You can see the brush strokes. Yeah. Well, in that case, yes, all right. Oh, well, It'll maybe. be exactly the same, if not better. It, probably better. Yes. I mean, when have you ever had a good time, even in regular life? Never. No. <laughs> it all happens online. Um, oh, I had an idea. Okay, yeah. so what about this, right? So this is a virtual reality thing, okay? Because, you know, there's always, like, things where... In, in, in sci-fi or whatever, where you'll go into like virtual reality or you'll go into some sort of a dream state, right? And it'll seem like you've been in there for a really long time. but And then you come out and you're like, oh, how long was I under? And they're like, oh, you're only gone for a couple of seconds, right? So yeah, you're right. in this virtual reality and then you, you know, it, it seems Before like you've you lived on, years. Yes. I just want you to know I love time dilation. Oh, great. So well, continue. you're going to hate oh, this then. Yeah, great. Because this is the opposite, right? Okay. So why is there never a sci-fi thing, yeah. right, where someone goes into this um, virtual world, yeah. right, and it seems like they're only spending a few seconds in this blissful paradise. Maybe they're, like, revisiting a loved one or something like that. They can, you know, relive a moment. But then they come out and they've been in there for like two or three years, right? Which yeah. I think is more plausible even, right? Because, yeah. you know, maybe that, that something about this system is that, that like we can only achieve that level of detail mm. in this virtual reality by like slowing down your perception of time oh. so that or speeding up or whatever so that like, like if we, get, can, we can pump it in. Like if you get closer to a black hole. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Look, bringing up the first thing that it, that it, yes. that comes up is the Matthew McConaughey movie where he's in uh, space. Uh, Interstellar. Interstellar. Something like that. A little bit happens there. Oh right. But it's not to recreate an experience. Is that they he goes into onto one of the planets. Yep. And then he's only there for a very short period of time because he realizes it's a now it's like an ocean planet and. Uh, there's just tsunami after tsunami, and then he has to leave, and then years and years have passed. Like when that. he gets home, and like his family are old and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I love the idea uh, that because I like w- what I think I, you, you always encounter, like in regular life, is that there's you know, like sci-fi doesn't always show this. Uh, it makes a technology that seems like it's this perfect thing that solves all these problems, mm. right? But you. Even with the the best technology, there's always these limits that you mm. realize. Like, so let's 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 say there was teleportation, right, or something like that. Uh, I think what w- w- the limitations would end up being that, that it ends up taking a, a gigantic amount of energy yep. that is like unsustainable for the Earth to be allowing people totally. to constantly be doing that. Yep. You know, uh, and so I like the idea that there's this kind of thing where you can take somebody back in time or take their mind back in time and things mm. like that, but uh, in order to do it, there's a huge time expense that, yeah. you know, like, like let's say uh, it's 
that you can access a perfect memory. Imagine that idea that you could yeah. go back. Wow, and uh, relive a moment from your past, and it would just be like exactly that. Like, you know, you could visit mm. your lost parents or something like that. Or Yeah, but it would take you know, some, a loved one. You would have to like re like, you know, the, you know, through some exterior thing, maybe uh, maybe some magnetic waves. Oh, maybe some, oh yes, uh, yes. You know, some, some diodes, probably diodes. I wouldn't mm, be surprised mm, if they were mm, in there. Mm. You yeah, could superconductors. Superconductors, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you could you could get the brain to you could reconfigure it to sort of like uh to be able to access and recreate a memory in perfectness, mm. but you would have to change its processing uh, mm. in order to do it. And so that would take a huge amount of time. And so you would kind of go into this weird uh comatose state and But uh, but it would be like a drug, right, where people would like love this thing like whatever this memory is right you come out of it and you've been under for like five years you're five years older mm. right and you're like i need that again right and it's only a few seconds of this thing but you go back in and you spend another five years of your life yeah and maybe the, this little hit of like this beautiful memory or whatever maybe the way that you could pay for it the way that you can sort of justify it as well to yourself is that uh, what you're actually doing let's say it's like a retirement thing you're actually you you're you're sort of scaling down and so you're going into this like compound where they allow you to do this but it also means that you can rent out your house and that you don't live there and all that kind of stuff and so your actually cost of living goes down yeah. because because we won't be able to afford because of how many people there'll, there'll be there won't yep. be any yep. kind of so anyway you reduce the cost of living you go well this is 5 years that I can you know I can it'll take me to 70 uh and then I'll be able to have enough money to kind of get take me to about 100 after that so if I just do this and then I can just I can just see my my wife's eyes one more time on the first oh, time God. that we met. <laughs> and I just experienced that, that first week I mean, in, in crystal clear. The, 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 that, that's, that's beautiful, obviously. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like if we want to make this comedy again, because okay. remember this is the, ske- the, the show where we try and come up with five sketch yeah, ideas. Yeah, yeah, I've got yeah. two ideas for how that can be funny, right? Okay. Number one is a slight different version of that, which is where um, somebody goes into a virtual reality, right? And they're like, they come out and they're like, oh, uh, whoa, my God. Uh, it, it feels like I was gone for 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 seven or eight hours. Uh, h- how long was I under? And they're, they're like, the 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 technician's like, you were only under for six and a half hours. <laughs> but but how much comedy is that? Is very small yeah. relative to. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The the complexity of the setup. Of the idea. Anyway. And the other idea for how that could be funny is that if we set up this incredibly beautiful and mm. moving thing of like spending time with loved ones and family or whatever mm. it is, um, and then we just get a character who just like is totally misusing it. He's yeah. like, like, oh, I had a quite a good sandwich about a week and a well, half ago. And they're like, you could just go and get the sandwich from the same place. He's like, oh, well, no, but this no. one was just right. No, know? but there's a guy, there's a new guy who works there now and he doesn't care <laughs> oh, as much. He doesn't put as much avocado <laughs> on top slice. Well, there is, like, there was the one, one like, in the early times whenever I, uh, like, when early high school, uh, no, early uni, I, I started taking a little bit of weed at the time. And so I got into this weird uh, weed period of my life. And, uh, I remember in the really early... Alistair, t- I didn't know you were a drug fiend. I don't want to do the podcast with you anymore. <laughs> oh, well, I still feel like it's worth telling the story, even though... All right, I, you can I'm, finish this story, but then it's over. I'm losing some of my most important friendships over it. <laughs> um, 
assuming that I also can't see your, you know, your your lovely wife after this, and probably no, your you parents. can see her. Obviously, I and wouldn't, the, I wouldn't yeah. stop that. And their, and their you know, th- third world home. <laughs> By the way, I don't think it was a third world home. Maybe I think maybe I was just saying that in a war torn country, uh, uh, that would be really luxurious to get to live in a quite a nice, you know, self built yes. uh, mud brick home. Maybe that's the way that works. Is <laughs> you know that thing of like. Do you you want to have the best house on the worst street? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> someone's marketing, I don't know, some house by like building it a whole war torn street. You know, around a war torn street, and you go, yeah, but once this neighborhood gets a bit better, yeah, no, 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 you want to live in a war zone. Anyway, yeah, it's a good investment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was the best house on the worst street, and this is the worst the street. The worst street. I mean, there there isn't even a street. <laughs> it's it's actually just one pothole. It's just a ditch filled with blood, <laughs> and some of my dead mates. <laughs> <laughs> the best house on the worst ditch filled with mud in the suburb. Um, so back in those days when I was when I was hitting when I was hitting the uh, anyway the. Uh, the marijuana a couple Hit, times hitting hitting the jays. One of the first time, one of the first times I I made a Greek salad that was so good that it was like it was the peak of my Greek salad life, All right? And it was so good. And to this day, I've never been able to to quite you know I've been chasing that high, yeah. right? And and I would love if even if it, if I had to spend two years of my life <laughs> on it. <laughs> To I'd go love to, back. to just go back and have that Greek salad. So maybe you could you could just contrast it um, with somebody who comes out of the thing. Yeah. And you go, how long have I been out? Maybe they're sitting in the waiting room or something, mm. talking about what they're either going in to do or yeah. what they've just come out of. I reckon they're probably, they've walked out of the room. And they're you know, old men now. They're old men. And then they go to the... Uh, you know, to the to the to the front desk. Yeah. They're kind of like you know they're signing everything and paying maybe. Mm. Uh, although I reckon you probably prepay. But <laughs> 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 well, you probably have to sign out let's, anyway. Let's try. Let's let's try and get this realistic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't have somebody come in and do the service that takes two years or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and, and then, then say, and or that'll be four hundred thousand dollars, yeah, please. And like, give them the I don't have to any do money. <laughs> I guess the chances of them doing a runner will be lower now that they're old and maybe their hips That's, have gone. Yeah, yeah, I know. But you still don't know. Like maybe they were homeless or something yeah. like that and you didn't even realize they were just looking, this is a great yeah. wife for me to... We can have shot. a really touching and beautiful shot where one of them is like in the bathroom, like after coming out of this thing, like washing his hands and like looking at his face in the mirror and like feeling the lines yeah. on his face that weren't there before. Yeah, 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 that's right. And then it's another guy who comes out and what it actually was, he was like, oh, that was so good. I really, it's just, I hadn't had a chance to try, like to try steak flavored chips for so long. And then they discontinued them. Discontinued them and I haven't been able to get that flavor again since. Yeah, I think I was like, the look in my wife's eyes. <laughs> and he's just coming out. And he's still kind of like wiping his fingers <laughs> on his shirt. I guess you wouldn't actually yeah, get no, real oil. Like, it, it, it's, it's that realistic. You feel, feel like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's just wiping it I'm on going his, back. On his... I'm going to have sour cream and guacamole <laughs> this time. <laughs> I think I think that's a sketch. Yeah, I, mean, I think it is. Like, you know, and I think it's... it's Ambitious? It's ambitious. It's yeah. got it's got pathos. beauty in it. It's got pathos, and it and it has a, a style to it that that would separate it from other sketches and other sketch shows. This would isn't this isn't just your run of the mill, you no. know, pun sketch. It's not even a pun sketch. Absolutely. All right, um, Andy, you're going to have to fill while I try and remember. Hey, what, um, leave it with me, Alistair. I am a hey. Well, this is a thing I thought of. I don't know what to do with it, but it's just the word blistopia, right? And Love it so far. It's like a dystopia, except it's really good. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking that's exactly the same as a utopia. Yes, but this is a pun. So, <laughs> in that way, it's even better than a utopia uh, because it's got a, a, a fun name. Maybe it could be a movie called Blistopia, or maybe it could just be an episode of a, a television show. Anyway... It's not so much a sketch as it is a title, and um, I feel like you deserve that. You're entitled to uh, it very much. Anyway, uh, Alistair, how are you going over there? <laughs> um, it's just the 
There's a lot of detail. There's a lot of detail. I think I've I think I've captured it. Now we're on four. Yeah. Now I missed a lot of the blistopia thing, but I think it would be rude for me to ask what you said. <laughs> don't make I, me go back when, there. Don't, get, <laughs> don't make me go back there. Else. Can I? Can I guess? I, th- I think it would be rude. I think it would be rude for you to make me repeat it when the <laughs> listeners have already had to sit through it once. <laughs> Okay. Just because, I mean, you're in the room with me and you weren't listening. <laughs> you can't expect them to listen I like, again. I like the idea that there's just a there's just a part of every podcast with where every single listener switches off. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's like you like that idea that that haunts me. Well, yeah, I think it's the bits where I'm talking. I wonder if there's any podcast where, like. Where just coincidentally, there's a three-minute part where every single person who's listened to it has switched off and not heard what's going on. I guess that's just—it's very similar to my idea that I had a long time ago about there, you know, people discovering an an island somewhere, and they go, "It's it's just off the coast of of, of Australia," and then they go, "How did we not see it?" It just turns out no one ever looked that way. Well, what about this? Okay, yeah. let's talk to our directly to our listeners right okay. now, yeah. right for a change. We're talking directly to the listeners, and what we'll say is, okay, listeners, on the count of three, we want every single one of you to hit the fast forward ten seconds button, right? Oh. And then the next things that Al and I say, no one will ever hear. Okay, right. And it'll great. be a little secret bit of the podcast, but it's all about trust. It's all weird. Okay? Now we trust you that you'll you'll either click the next ten seconds yep. thing or. Uh, just scroll ahead 10 seconds because my, my particular podcasting want, doesn't have a doesn't skip have 10 a te- seconds. Oh, okay. All right. Well. No, but we trust you. We, we, we trust you. And this is so important, right? Because we're going to say some stuff, yeah. right? But it's not, it's not, it's, it's going to be a little capsule that'll never be opened. It'll be like a piece of treasure and it'll That's just be really an exercise nice. in self-control. And yeah. you'll, by exercising that self-control, you'll become a stronger person. Right, and you'll be able to like next time you're tempted yeah. by like a, a a sugary treat or a hit of smack. Yeah, right. Smack you'll be able hit. to say, "But I remember that time when I didn't listen to those didn't, that ten, bit of the podcast. Ten seconds that I wasn't supposed to listen to, and I didn't. So yeah. anyway, here we go. Three, three, two, two one. one. Skip. Skip. All right. Bums, 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 bums. I think about death a lot. (laughs) Do you though? Yeah, I think about death. I I often imagine what it would be like to be dead. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. And what do you think it would be like? I just, I I think about, I think it'll be complete darkness, right? Even though I don't think this is a a, a joke I've attempted that I never really think works as a joke. I haven't I think, been timing the 10 seconds. They might oh be no. tuning back oh in no, now. Back in. Oh, no, I've revealed too <laughs> much. Uh, um, uh, hello. Uh, uh, welcome back. Um, we need another 10 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, did, we didn't get through this. Al was, was really revealing some getting, stuff. I started, no, but sometimes <laughs> when I think, about, I think about, I imagine myself being dead for a second, I can convince myself that I'm dead. Yeah. And then I go, oh, I go, oh, I'm still, oh, shit, that was so loud. Yeah. Sorry, I go, oh, I'm still alive. Oh, I've got so much to live for. Like that, and I'm really excited that I'm that I'm not dead. Yeah, But great. then I remember that I'm still going to die, and then I go, oh, that's a real bummer. And then I get back to normal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so then I, it's a real short-lived bit of bliss. Yeah, I mean, one of the real shames about being alive mm. is that it gives you so much more time to fear death. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's probably one of the worst things about life. Yeah, is is all the, uh, you know, the death, death terror. Yeah, of your own mortality. Yeah, but look, this is what I was going to say. <laughs> but then on the flip side, one of the problems of being dead is that you're not alive. So yeah, and, you know, know. Swing, nothing's perfect. Swings isn't? and roundabouts. <laughs> swings and roundabouts. <laughs> I mean, not really swings all roundabouts when you're dead. No. Um, no, but this is what I was going to say, is that, you know, I always think about this, about how, you know, when I picture death, I picture that it'll be uh, dark, you know, picture it'll be blackness, yeah. but, it, but it won't be blackness, because blackness is something. Sure. Right? So, Absolutely. So it'll probably be endless transparency. Well, I wonder if what death will be is that last moment of our mental thought, mm. right? Just really intensely. So you think that death would... Because I think this is a mistake that a lot of people have, is that they think that whatever you feel in the very last moment I think I've already die, talked about this on the podcast. Really? There's that, a theory that I don't really believe, that, but I think it anyway. A, a note that you will hold for the re- rest of eternity, 
So you go. So but why you... not? Why not? Why, that's, whatever part of your brain that perceives time is part of your conscious, you know, existence. And if yeah. that bit switches off at the same time as the rest of the stuff switches off, right? What like? I reckon the time part... won't appear to pass for you. <laughs> yeah, but you also nothing will appear. Like you won't be feeling anything, right? Because sure, but you know, time, man, it's just an illusion. That's true. I mean, but it also seems like it's not that illusory at all. It seems very real. What if you had a clock app on your phone, right? That whenever you open it up to check the time, it just says time is an illusion, man. What if what if the last thing you do before you die was look at the time mm-hmm. and then felt bored? And then that was what you felt for the rest of eternity. <laughs> look, I think that's a really good theory. And I think you... Are a silly duffer. I'm gonna take my. Do you think there's a there's a, a Nobel Prize for speculation? I what about Specul- <laughs> me- metaphysical speculation? What about a, a Nobel Prize for like disillusioning people? <laughs> <laughs> a Nobel Prize for like, um, yeah, just shutting down people's uh, theories for efficiency of depressing people. Yeah, <laughs> like you, know, you could use the fewest words possible to, to really uh, make someone sad. Yeah, make people sad. Well, we 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 talked a couple of episodes ago about sad labs. I th- I've I've continued to think about sad labs, and I still think that it would be a great idea for a uh, for a sitcom, to a whole b- sitcom based around the characters that work in sad work labs. in sad labs. I don't know if people would want to watch that sitcom. What was the last show that you that you saw where it was just sad? I know, but I don't think the thing is just sad. I think what you think there'll be joy in the sadness. Well, well, I oh, think, thank God, because there's joy in that you're. It's people who are trying to achieve sadness and find out more about sadness. Mm. So, so they're getting little wins here and there. They're getting That's published. True. That's true. Uh, they're getting to have a you know uh, the, the experiments that 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 succeed. And that's you know? nice. You know, that's good. That's like you know, even though you might have made a hundred people sad because you, I don't know, you, you, you. You know, you you showed them their favorite food, and then you showed, you know, and then you them destroyed covered, it. It, co- it covered in maggots. Yeah, you know, something like that. Uh, yeah. And and if you got a response, you go, "Fuck yeah! <laughs> this confirms this confirms what we were trying to do. What we were what what our theory was. We can make people unhappy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. happy day. Anyway, but I also think yeah. Forget it. We're n- we're not here to talk about other ideas from no. other podcasts. No, we're no, here no. to generate new ones. No. If, so. we, if we if if we want to relive that moment, Alistair, we'll just go into a virtual world, right, and give up the next ten years. Give of up our ten lives years of our lives to go back to when we first thought of the sad labs. Is there something that you would give up a year of your life for? Well, that's the thing. You never really. Give up a year of your life, do you? You just give up a bloody day at a time, mate, for some yeah. drudgery. Yeah, right. But, but you also kind of have like life in between whatever you de- dedicate your life. You know, even if you okay. were to give up. Sure, sure, sure. So even if you sign up for a job and it's a year and you got to go in mm. nine to five, man, and just work for the yeah. man, man, then you still have got life around that. But you're saying give up a whole year of your life, just yeah. that chunk. Yeah, it's like right? it's like it's, 33. You're th- you're I'm not going to do it. Yeah, exactly. And then you I'll go straight to 34. Yeah, but then you get this extra thing. Like what, would, what would, you, is the would thing? you do it for like a moped? 50 bucks. Hey? <laughs> <laughs> but let's say <laughs> No, but let's say let's say like okay, the day before your 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 33rd birthday. Yep. All right, somebody comes to you. They go 33rd birthday. They it's go, just fun to say. 33rd birthday. Day before the 33rd birthday. And they they say, "Hey, how about tomorrow doesn't happen and the next 364 days don't happen for you? Yep. But the one after that, you're back. Yep. Right? And when you come back, brand new, shiny, <laughs> Italian-made moped <laughs> with helmet and sidecar. Oh. Right? All you got to do, and that's it. And, and it'll, it'll happen in an instant. See, Boom. that's amazing. And, but, then, so everyone, but everyone else around me has sort of lived that year? Yep. I think that would be great. Yeah. There would be like so much to talk about, right? 
there'd be I would have so many notifications on Facebook. That'd right? be really great. All this shit to check. A lot like, of people check. would probably think you were dead. Oh, a lot of people would think I was dead, which yeah. would be great. I'd get to oh. read all the sad things they wrote about me. I'd be like, other, oh. people, other people would just think you went off Facebook. That's also a thing that I've done. Yeah, yeah. But then be like, oh, I thought, no, I didn't know you went away for a year into a weird hyper nothingness. Yeah. Um, I thought oh. you had just gone on Facebook. Or dead. It's the same thing. <laughs> or dead. Um, and also when I come back, like, people will have, you know, had had stories to tell and think things, things going on. Yeah, you could open wide. They could come inside. Yeah. And I get a moped. You get a moped. You get a moped. Plus, you could start working. Moped. You could start working for Deliveroo. Oh, what is with Deliveroo? I see quite a few Deliveroo people around. I've got a friend of Deliveroo's. Does he do okay out of it? Like, because uh, it looks like hard work. Like, especially the ones you see that are on the on the bikes. Yeah, yeah I think that big backpack. Look, I think if you do it for a number of weeks and you go all right, then you you start getting some some assured uh, deliveries per hour. So, you know, like after... Right. So I, I think after a few weeks, you might get something that kind of starts fitting within probably the legal minimum wage. <laughs> um, but it also... the illegal minimum wage, which ah. I believe is... Zero. Zero. But like, then it's not really a wage, so probably 0. 0.01. Do you think what there's is such a thing as the absolute... Zero, like absolute. absolute zero, like absolute minimum wage. Turns out the actual minimum amount you can pay someone is negative two hundred and seventy three point five dollars. <laughs> we worked it out in a lab, in a sad lab. We found it. <laughs> People used to think that the minimum you could pay someone was zero dollars. Well, we found that it actually in the under ideal circumstances in, in a, a cold of space. <laughs> <laughs> you can actually pay someone negative two hundred and seventy-three, or zero dollars Kelvin. But at this low <laughs> level of income, people actually achieve a form of super productivity, <laughs> where they could get heaps done because they're unencumbered by money. But yeah, there's, there's this resistance within them that goes away, <laughs> and they become unable to procrastinate. Wow. Um, look, I, I, I'm going to put down the idea of absolute minimum wage. Well, I think, I mean, to a certain extent, that probably is the idea behind things like um, Deliveroo or something like that, where your your income is absolutely tied to your level of productivity, right? Like yeah. a lot of these um, new industries like that, mm. You know, where uh, the idea of a salary—it's—it's it's dying, man. The salary's going out the window. It's—it's—it's it's, it's this these new models for employment where yeah. it's instantaneous connection between how much you're working and how much you're earning. And some—it's—it's it's, it's in yeah, and it's an instant con- connection between somebody wanting something and you getting employment straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think that is the like true sort of measure of the absolute minimum wage yeah and 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 in theory the maximization of productivity if we're a total neoliberal well you know, hopefully that idea whatever will that die. really means i don't actually know hopefully that ideal will die thanks peace out in the amy klein bernie yeah bernie yeah <laughs> um but i also think that maybe like i look we just hit five but i think that Man. we could write down i think that the the sort of like you know we already had a kind of philosophical sketch today which i think this could like uh, i think this could uh be the launch of a sort of a you know a, a sort of sad like like uh, there's not a lot of sketch shows with pathos mm. so like you know think of blue it, like, jam have you seen blue jam uh, i've seen little bits or it j- seems just like jam yeah yeah, yeah. The, that has the chris morris sketch show. so but it's kind of like it's quite hor- horrific as it's well it's very right? macabre yeah. yeah so something like that but then you th- you pull it back to kind of add a bit more beauty mm. to it and then add a little bit more philosophy to it and then this other sketch where you are people are getting offered a year of their life sure uh, yeah. in exchange for, for a, a moped, moped. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah like i think it's weird like it's kind of a weird thing cuz like you're essentially kind of saying to somebody hey would you take a year off you don't exist for that year yeah. for fifth, for four, roughly $14,000 or something yeah. like that yeah so you're just trading your existence see the thing is though cuz you also don't know when you're going to die right mm. so like 
I mean, it's, I think it's easy to give away a year here or there because you, you you could just be giving away a year here or there at the end of your life anyway, just due to random chance. Mm-hmm. At least this way you're in control, man. At, the, at least this way you yeah. get a moped. Yeah. <laughs> and isn't that what f- true freedom really <laughs> is all about? <laughs> oh, that's freedom. You can zip yeah. between cars. You know, you can go down some of those inner city laneways. You can park on the footpath. You could probably... That is true freedom. You could probably ride it on a skate park. I've never seen anyone do that. I've never seen anyone drop into a half pipe on a moped. Yeah, I know, but you probably don't watch the right videos. I How don't. much time do you do you, you watch videos from the Vans Warped Tour? All constantly. That's all I do when when you're not around, Alistair, <laughs> and people can't see me. Vans. What happened to World Industries? You see, it felt like there were all these skate companies, Echo Unlimited. World Industries, I think Echo, I've We seen the few. People, yeah, what right. A... What happened to them? Uh, what was the one that had the little fire? Was that World Industries that had the little fireman? I can't remember. He had attitude. He was yeah. cool. What about No Fear? No Fear. Oh, and uh, Bad Boy. They're still around. I got found a Bad Boy hat a few years ago, and I wear it, and I say I'm a Bad Boy. You found it on the road, Alistair. Yeah. I don't think that means that Bad Boy is still around. <laughs> 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 Just because you found one of their hats on a highway in Western Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Best, best thing. Best, best. So that is a new business model. That is really, truly disruptive. If that they're is... just throwing their clothes on the road. I reckon bad boys, then you deliver <laughs> Um, I'm going to take us through the sketches that we've got for today. Uh, I've got adult napping, which is uh, your, you know, where you're luring adults with potential. It's really good, and I think that is such a classic Andy and Alistair sketch. It's a classic Andy and Alistair sketch. It's great. Um, we've got war zoning, uh, which is, you know, sort of from a t- town planner's kind of point of view, that there's, there's commercial zones and, uh, you know, and, and, and residential zones, and then there's this war zone, and it's probably good, it'd be a good place to buy a house Mate, you got to get investment. in. A lot of people say get in when the uh, when the market is low. Yeah, right? but yeah. what about get in when the market is non-existent because everything's been destroyed? <laughs> yeah, I think that's great. A lot of people profit from war. Yeah, and why not uh, you? And it's take, <laughs> and it's taking that that sort of that economic benefits of, of of conflict and bringing it home to sort of a developed country in the Western yeah, world. Yeah. So so aren't these people actually constructing a war zone? Because you know after after a war, mm. right? There's there's often a, a, a big boom. Right. Yeah. Um, so, so maybe it is like, why do we have to have the war? Let's just build the war zone, right? And then you come in, you buy that up. Yeah. You, uh, you, we, you, you bounce back. Yeah, yeah, and and, and you know, you, you you move in here, the whole community comes together. Comes together oh, in adversity. It's, yeah, it's beautiful. Why? Why can't <laughs> it really we, bonds people? You know, like that was those were the great those were the great years in many. Uh, it's a pity that millions of people had to die. It's exactly for for you know for us to get a bit of bonding. Yeah. We can recreate that here by just using a bloody, you know, one of those... Prefab concrete. Prefab concrete, there you go. It comes with the bullet holes already in. Prefab. <laughs> um, number three is, is uh, Art Burglar, where it's, uh, you know, these art burglars that see potential in sort of young upstarts, mm. uh, you know, versus kind of people who are established and well-known yep. as uh, top people in their field, but maybe their star is waning in terms of, uh, you know... Uh, their popularity and their, their the value of their artwork. Very good, Alistair. Very well summarized. Yeah, and I think I think that sounds like a hilarious sketch as is, but if you go back and listen to it, if for some reason you've just tuned in in the last minute of the podcast, go back and listen to the other <laughs> the earlier thing, and you'll see that there's actually some funniness in it. So, uh, like, Gauguin, I heard on a uh, another podcast Gauguin, you may have heard Gauguin. of, um, they were talking about, uh, oh, do go on, they were talking at, uh, uh, that's Matt and uh, Jess, Jess Perkins and uh, Dave Warnicky. Dave there. Warnicky. Their podcast about facts. Yeah, and you should listen research. to research. They're also on stupid old studios. Stupid podcast. Yep. But they were talking about Gogan, and he recently had a painting that sold for three hundred million dollars. That is uh, quite amazing. You could but get also, a house for like, that. Once, once, once you <laughs> <laughs> you have someone to hang that painting. Yeah. But once you get to that. Like, once art starts to have these truly insane values, mm. like it, it, it is an, it's this amazing thing of like it's in every all these rich idiots who buy these things. It's all it's in all their best interests to keep paying huge amounts for these things to keep fooling people into thinking that they're worth that, right? Like it's this yeah. self reinforcing thing. 
where they just pump value into yeah, yeah, by 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 spending three hundred million on one painting, do you think it could help increase the value of the rest of your collection? You, that is actually a really good point. Mm. Maybe maybe it would like so. Say you've got six Gogans out the back, right? All right, and uh, that last time you checked, they're all worth fifty million dollars each, right? Then you see one comes up for sale. You go out there, you spend three hundred million on it, right? Suddenly, those ones you got out the back, they're they're cranking up yeah. in price, right? Two hundred mil, two fifty mil, right? That's, that's that's this is this is how, how to make money if you are a <laughs> super billionaire. <laughs> I think we talked about that on a podcast <laughs> one time, like like motivation for the already hyper successful. Yeah. To how to take it to the next, <laughs> the even higher level. <laughs> Get uh, richer quicker. Yeah, um, that's that's a great idea. Um, I I don't know if we. I think we already talked about right, it on a previous great, podcast. Great, great. Uh, man, we're good at coming up with ideas. Um, four. Go back in time mentally. Uh, so, so, so this is much more complicated, but this is a thing where you kind of can go back in time mentally and, and experience a, a moment from your life in, in its purest clarity. Mm. Um, but it does cost you years, years of, of your, your life, life. Right. And uh, so one guy goes through and he experiences the first, you know, two days with his with his wife who yep. had passed. I don't know like if that. it's even days. I think it's like moments. Yeah, right. You could you could see that moment that you mm. guys met and you guys first talked. Yeah. Right? And then one guy, and then the next guy goes back cause he, to, so that he can try steak-flavored chips again that, you know, uh, sort of, uh, you know, uh, ruffles yeah. discontinued it years ago and he never got to have it again. He only got to have it once. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, five. And then he comes back and he's like, and he's like, ah, oh, so good. It wasn't quite as good as I remember. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it, but it was exactly as I remember. Yeah. But I, like I, yeah. the way I remember it. Now. To be honest, I thought it, I, I, I thought it might have been better. I thought I might have been misremembering maybe, it. Maybe, maybe it was the like... chips and gravy one. <laughs> maybe it was the chips and gravy one that was really good. I'll go again. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> he comes back. He's now even older. No, it wasn't the it chips wasn't and that. gravy. Fuck! What was it? Did they, <laughs> Did they do a coriander thing? No, no you wouldn't it's do not that. Really, that's, that's, that's not, not kind of ruffles. That's that not was. ruffles. Wouldn't have done that. Maybe Red Rock would have done that. Or like done tomato a sauce. Was it tomato? Sauce? I might have dipped it in tomato sauce. <laughs> that's what it was. <laughs> oh, did I put the steak ones with tomato sauce? <laughs> Because that sounds like it would work. Because right, I remember thinking they weren't that good. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll dip them in some sauce to sort of make it better. Yeah, all right. I'm, yeah. Go- I'm coming back in. Here's another 50 grand. Another 50 grand. Another, <laughs> another, another 10 years, years of, of my life. life. Um, and then the <sighs> sixth one is... It's another, oh, no, no, no. Fifth, fifth idea is absolute minimum wage. Is that the scientists found a... Um, they thought that zero was the minimum wage that you yeah. could pay somebody, but they found that there were places <laughs> in which you could find that the absolute minimum wage is two hundred minus two hundred and seventy three point something. I mean, really, there's a, it's probably like there's there's something deeply satirical in that, Alistair. Yeah. I don't even want to analyze what it is because I think it'll be too sad. It, it's great. I like it. But uh, let's and, just leave it. But I can't. I can't wait to to film this. Um, okay. And uh, number six, look, it's got some similarities to number four, but uh, it's uh, you know it's kind of like a philosophical question, a sketch type mm, idea. Is would mm. you give up a a year of your life for a moped, <laughs> a brand new you know Italian moped with a helmet and a? Do side you think car. that this could be a kind of like a Twilight Zone style sketch where the devil actually appears and offers a man this right. this Faustian choice yeah. or whatever it is, or yeah. that man, you know, the man who shows up. In that in that sort of urban legend, the man who shows up with the button that you can press and you get a million dollars, yeah, and it kills someone you don't that know. Guy, you know what's that guy doing in between? You know, like on you know, oh, he's probably got a few scams going. He's probably got a few things going. He's probably got the moped thing going. <laughs> where you can spend a year of your life. I mean, if you can push a button, get a million bucks. You could probably. Oh, I don't feel like pushing a, a button, getting a million bucks. Okay, how about this? How about it? Would you swipe here <laughs> for or, a moped, or would you turn this knob for a moped and give it up a year of your life? Or, or would you flick this switch and uh, you get supervision, but yeah. Harry back? <laughs> he's he's basically like a you know like would you rather kind of guy. <laughs> All right, that's.
Thanks for listening to Two in the Think Tank. Um, Alistair, would you like to ask the listeners to... Hey, rate us on... Rate us on iTunes. iTunes and, you know, leave comments. And we're, we're trying to become successful. <laughs> so, you know, any part that you can play in that... Uh, would be great. No, be if, great. If, if you like the podcast, tell people about it. If you give, leave, us a, leave us a good review on iTunes. Yeah, and force people to listen to it. And uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter. Alistair, what's your Twitter? At AlistairTB, which is A-L-A-S-D-A-I-R. The Celtic spe- spelling. Yeah, the Celtic spelling. And, um, and, and mine is uh, Stupid Old Andy. Stupid Old Andy. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. And we love you. We love you and take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening to an hour of us talking. 